0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today, we are going to be talking about somewhat of my own personal experience over the last few months. For those of you who do not follow me on social media or on Instagram and only listen to the podcast, I have been posting about my cut over the last few months or my calorie deficit, right? I've been intentionally trying to lose weight over the past three months or so. And I've somewhat documented that every other week, every three weeks or so, kind of created a post, given updates. And and today I just kind of wanted to do a recap of everything. And really my goal today isn't to just like tell you what I did and how I did it and how successful I was at it. I mean, the, really the goal of today is to just give you some key takeaways, some points give you a little bit of insight into how much effort and work went in on the front end of this, what it was like and, and kind of how difficult it was adhering to it. And, you know, going through that three months of being in a deficit, some of the experiences, some of the things that I took away from it. And then now sitting here on the other end of it, being able to look back and appreciate some of the things that, I was kind of able to go through and, and things I'm, I'm grateful for that I'm not going through now, but things that I'm going to be able to better help my clients, you know, work through in the future. Um, but now that I kind of have developed my own perspective and opinions on some of this stuff, losing weight, dieting, trying to cut fat, I think it was just really valuable and important for me to go through that so I can relate to that and, and relate to other people on that level. So, um, again, you know, at, if you don't follow me on Instagram, around the end of, I would say March, I believe, I think it was the last week of March, I started a cut. And my cut lasted for about 15 weeks total. And prior to starting my cut, I spent around 10-ish months, 11 months eating around my maintenance calories and eating in a surplus with the intent of, of building muscle over time. And some common terms that you'll hear in the fitness space and the nutrition space is cutting and bulking, especially if you're kind of into the weightlifting scene. But bulking essentially means you're eating and you're training to build muscle and you're intentionally trying to gain weight. And Cutting or going into a cut means you're cutting calories down and eating in a calorie deficit to cut off some of the body fat that you've gained when you were trying to build muscle or when you were, quote unquote, bulking. It's not my favorite word, but it's a word that a lot of people use, myself included. Now, when going into my cut initially, some of the main reasons that I decided to cut calories and some of the reasons why I wanted to lose weight initially was because... One, I I hadn't really intentionally tried to lose weight since like 2018 or 2019, and it was a few years ago, and I really wanted to give it a shot so I can kind of go through that process again. But I also wanted to, to go into this cut because I think it's really important to practice what I preach and what I coach, and I actually don't preach going into a cut and being in a calorie deficit, but I wanted to practice what I help my clients go through at the end of the day. And a lot of clients that come to me and who work with me, like a lot of them at the end of the day are looking for help losing weight or losing fat. So, you know, me personally going through this experience, this process, it was really important because one, I wanted to, you know, empathize with what my clients were going through and, and being able to relate with them in certain situations. But I also wanted to kind of better help them along their own journey and, and having that experience I think would give just give me a little bit more tools to just kind of help people go through that process on their own. Um, and lastly, I, I kind of just wanted to, to push myself and I wanted to see how far I can push my body. And honestly, I, I went to this cut looking at a, as like somewhat of a, a science experiment And it was just, uh, it was intriguing and I wanted to do it because I hadn't really intentionally done it in a while. Now, some things that I did do to kind of prep for this fat loss phase is, I mentioned it before, but spending around 10 months, 11 months tracking my food, I was eating at maintenance, I was eating in a surplus, I was really dialed in with my nutrition, but I was intentionally trying to build muscle and I was trying to gain weight. And I did gain weight, and in preparation, kind of for starting my cut, I experimented with just a lot of different calorie ranges, and I, I really tracked that data for like six months, seven months, eight months beforehand. So for me, really picking a starting point and getting into a calorie deficit to start, you know, coming up with the range was actually pretty easy for me because I had a good understanding of kind of the calories in, calories out equation. But I was able to put myself in a big enough deficit in the beginning to lose some weight loss over the first couple of weeks. And I owe a lot of that to the fundamentals and the habits and the understanding that I had going into the cut, right? Instead of just blindly cutting out carbs or cutting calories and just praying to God, I was in a calorie deficit and praying that I didn't binge on the weekends. Another thing that I also did, kind of to prep for this cut, was I also made my life fairly conducive to cutting calories. Uh, when I did decide to start that, you know, I had a good balanced routine. I didn't have a ton of social events. Like to be honest, I'm kind of an introvert. I don't really hang out with a ton of people. I uh, I hang out with my wife and her friends and my friends sometimes, but you know, going to a ton of social events and work events and you know, traveling is one thing, but like getting out and doing things outside of my house, it like, just doesn't happen as much for me as it does for other people. Um, and I know this season of life kind of from March to June, I just didn't have a lot going on. So it was kind of an ideal time for me to cut because there wasn't a lot of things that were going to draw kind of my attention away or make it, you know, harder to adhere to what I was, you know, trying to do with my calories at the time. So You know, I really didn't feel like I was deprived in the beginning also because I had a lot of these kind of fundamentals down, how many calories I was eating consistently, what swaps, what lower calorie alternatives, maybe what, you know, how many calories I needed to cut back at each meal to make this happen. And, um, you know, I think another big thing that I was able to use to my advantage when going into this cut was not drinking a lot of alcohol or any alcohol at all. And I've actually made a whole podcast on this before, but I wasn't drinking any alcohol. I, I'd kind of been sober for the whole year. Um, and when I started my cut, I didn't plan on breaking that streak. So not drinking and that, in addition to not having a huge social life and, you know, drinking a couple nights per week or, you know, having, having that type of environment and being in those environments, like it would just made it a little bit easier. And it was more conducive to me cutting calories in the beginning. And to be honest, looking back, probably one of the biggest things that, you know, when I help people go through their own cuts, their own, you know, fat loss phases, like cutting back on alcohol for majority of people helps people tremendously. Um, and for me, I noticed like, if I was drinking every other weekend or every weekend, like it would have made this process a hell of a lot harder than it already was. So not drinking alcohol saved me a ton of calories over that 15 week stretch. Um, And that's just something that I think is also important. Noting that I was really conscious about going into this cut as well. You know, another thing is kind of this idea of perfect time. Like I said, this was an ideal time. Like for me, and I I know there's really never a perfect time to like start a diet, but again, this time was a really good time of the year for me because I didn't really have any significant like life events or social events or nothing really on the schedule that time. And and going into this cut is just a good time for me based on my current life schedule. And it just made a little bit more sense and it made everything a little bit easier to adhere to. Um, Another really important thing that I did to prepare for this cut was I really just sat down and I acknowledged just the trade-offs it was going to take to cut calories for a period of time. You know, things like being more hungry and having less flexibility with my food and potentially, you know, having less energy throughout the day and a, a decreased performance in the gym and, you know, less eating meals away from home, which, honestly it was really, really hard for me because I love nothing more than just eating some in and out or some pizza once a week. And um, I know that that wasn't something that was going to be included or prevalent as prevalent as much as it was before going into the cut. Um, but I also accepted that I was just going to be eating less sweets, less empty calories, less things away from home, more meal prep, more, you know, kind of food focus and more more effort going into creating my meals at home. So I know what was going in and I could be as accurate as possible when I was kind of, you know, tracking my calories and, and being as adherent as I could be. So, you know, I understood that going into this cut was, it was just going to require a significant amount of sacrifice. Right. But I kind of made that deal with myself from the beginning that this was a priority to me and it's important to me. And I also understood that This was temporary, which made it a little bit easier to to accept in the beginning, but I knew that this was going to be tough and I still made that decision to go through with it because I decided that the end result was worth going through everything and all the struggles and all kind of the stuff that was going to be a little bit more difficult. Following and executing on that plan was worth it to me because I decided it was worth it to me and I kind of made that commitment to myself in the beginning. Um, so personally, I, I know that I'm more likely to follow through with something when I have somebody to hold me accountable and somebody to check in with. Right. So one of the last things that really helped me kind of prep for my cut was also working with my own coach. Right. And again, like it's super important to me because I had extra accountability and I had an extra set of eyes and he kind of helped me come up with a plan To execute and we could kind of course correct as needed um, as things came up during this kind of 15 week stretch so I sit here and I I type these out on my notes but I'm not saying all these things because you have to do these things before you go into a cut because you really don't right but I say all of this because these are the things that I did to make sure that this deficit didn't last longer than it needed to Because being in a calorie deficit sucks, right? And in order to maximize just my results and just the idea of like getting the shit over with, I took a lot of time, it took a lot of effort kind of on the the front end to make sure that this went as smooth as possible when I did commit to it. Now, number wise, when I started kind of all this calorie deficit stuff back in March, my starting weight I kind of got up to around like 175 ish pounds, which was actually the heaviest that I've ever been. Doesn't sound like a whole lot, but for me, it was a whole lot seeing the one seventies consistently. I'd never really been outside of the one sixties for as far as I can remember. So seeing one seventies, mid one seventies, upper one seventies was kind of, it was different for me, you know, and I had gained about maybe 10 to 15 pounds in the 10 months kind of prior to my cut. And I felt like I was ready to see kind of what muscle that I had developed, um, but I kind of wanted to see it at a lower body fat percentage. So that was something that kind of motivated me and why I decided to kind of go into my cut kind of in late March, early April, partially because nobody, I don't know, I think it's hard as fuck to cut year, any time of the year, but especially going into the summer. And a lot of times people try and lose weight before summer, For me, it just happened to work out like that. And it just was that season of life that was more conducive for me. But I definitely wanted to just see if I can cut, you know, my body fat down. I wanted to see how much muscle I had built on a body with less body fat, right? And I don't love tracking body fat percentages because all the scales that we measure it on are super inaccurate and um, just not something that, I hold a lot of value you know, in, but my scale, it's something that I do look at and I just look at trends and it had me around, I think 12 or 13% body fat when I started. And my plan from the beginning was just to drop my calories to like 2,400 calories, hit 160 grams of protein, continue my training in the gym like four times a week, upping my steps to about seven to 10,000 steps per day, and that's it, right? Like my plan was really just to stick with that. Everything I just listed for about four weeks before I took my first diet break. Honestly, that's it. And I I say this because I didn't go low carb. I wasn't fasting. I didn't buy a bunch of supplements or shakes. I didn't start doing a shit ton of cardio or hit training. Like I tracked my calories and protein. I trained four days a week. I hit a minimum of seven 7,000 steps per day. I was consistent with, you know, that plan and I was as patient as I could be. And throughout those 15 weeks, I also included a couple diet breaks, which a diet break is essentially just a planned weekend or a few days where I increased my calories temporarily, just kind of around my maintenance calorie range so I could feel like I wasn't dieting for a few days or for a period of time. And really physiologically, doesn't have like any crazy benefits. It's not, you know, redirecting my hormones or, you know, restarting my metabolism. It was more for just giving myself kind of a psychological break, like getting out of that dieting mentality, which allowed me to go, you know, into my next few weeks after that diet break, going back in with that same focus and attention and not feeling burnt out dieting. But when I look back on my data log, Kind of excluding those weekends where I took a diet break, I think, I think the only you know time that I ate a three thousand or thirty one hundred calories was like one day out of the fifteen ish weeks that I was dieting, and the other handful of days I had you know maybe twenty eight hundred calories, but other than that, I would say I had around like a ninety five percent adherence to my calories for that fifteen weeks. And I was able to stick to that 2,400 calorie range for the duration of my cut, which kind of surprised me because initially I thought I was going to have to have 2,400 calories be my starting point and then make adjustments and maybe go down to 2,200 or 2,000, the lower my body weight got. Um, But as I got to weeks 10 and 11, instead of dropping my calories down more, I ended up just bumping up my steps to like 10,000 or more a day. Because the idea of lowering calories even more, even though I was at 2,400 calories and some people that might seem like a fuck ton, but really for me, when you go from like 4,000 calories to 2,400 calories, it's kind of a big change. But the idea of lowering calories even more just repulsed me. So increasing steps and just increasing that energy expenditure, it just helped me maintain my deficit, put me in a little bit more of a deficit and I was able to get kind of continue seeing changes on the scale for the last four to five weeks um, of my cut because of that. And at the conclusion of those 15 weeks, I, I dropped right around 15 pounds. So my starting weight was like that 175 ish pound range. And my final week that I was in my cut, I think it was the last week, eh, last week of June, I was trending around like 159 pounds, 160 pounds. Now, seeing that weight drop, you know, as much as it did, like that was cool, right? Like having more visible abs was cool. Like being a little bit more vascular and and having more muscle definition is cool. But looking back over the past few months, I realized that honestly, I was just more proud of starting and sticking to something and following through with that commitment that I made to myself when I started my cut, right? Going back to that conversation that I had with myself where I was like, I'm going to do this. I acknowledge it's not going to be that fun. I'm going to do it for a period of time, but I'm going to commit to it. I'm not going to break my promise or go back on that. Like looking back, like following through with that commitment, that was probably the thing that I was most proud of. You know, and a lot of times people, people want to lose weight. and They want to get leaner because they think that's what's going to give them more confidence. But In reality, what gives us confidence is being able to do something that's really fucking hard, right? And coming out on top after it. And just to to show up and embrace the difficult times, like even when your motivation is low and even when you don't really feel like doing it that day and just to be able to look back and appreciate the process it took to get where you're at today, I think is just more important than only appreciating the end result or the end picture or the in body fat percentage that we see, or the end weight goal that we met, right? Like, confidence comes from the person that you become throughout that process, right? When I was finishing the last couple of weeks of my cut, like, I'll be honest, like shit was starting to get a lot harder. I was hungry all the time. I was thinking about food. I was dreaming about my favorite food and restaurants and all the things that I hadn't had in a while. My energy was low. I wasn't having great workouts. I just felt flat. I felt like I lot of lost a lot of muscle. I didn't lose a ton of muscle, but I just felt that way. Honestly, my my sex drive was super low. Mentally, it was hard to show up every day and to like get out of bed super motivated to like not eat and train and just kind of do my normal work stuff day to day. It was just taking exponentially more effort for less of a return the leaner that I got those last few weeks. And it got to the point where the juice just wasn't the work wasn't worth the squeeze for me anymore. And kind of just got to the point where I was ready to be done. And as I sit here and just kind of reflect even more on the past few months, I feel like I really understand now like why it's so fucking difficult for people to lose weight and why it's so hard for people to see, you know, the progress that they're working towards and why so many people just start and stop year after year after year. Like today's food and social environment is not conducive to losing weight or being super lean or maintaining that lower weight once you lose weight. Like people don't just wander into a, a lean and muscular body without even trying. Like the opposite actually happens and this is this is how people gain 2 to 4 pounds a year for 10 or 15 years in a row. And alcohol is also a staple in a lot of people's lives and especially when we're in our 20s, our 30s, our 40s. Like <laughs> there's a lot of alcohol that you're surrounded by, people you, you know, see a lot, people who drink a lot and it's not shaming anybody or or talking shit on anybody who drinks. I drank in, you know, a couple times the last couple months. It's a. Uh, it's not a uh, me sitting on my throne saying, "Look at all these people who drink, ha ha ha!" Like fuck that. Like I like to drink. I like to have a good time. I think it's important to understand what alcohol does to you and and how it can be working against you in certain situations. Though that's why I bring that up. Um, and honestly, not to mention like, just eating away from home. Like the average meal that you'd order at a restaurant is like probably twelve to thirteen hundred calories right and you couple that with like you know people are working more from home and we're less active we're more sedentary you know some people are parents and they don't have the same time allocation towards their health and their fitness you know like it was at one point in their life Ooh, a lot of people don't eat enough protein and plants and it's just really easy to overconsume. you know super delicious hyper palatable foods and snacks throughout the week so man, it's just, it's just a tough environment to stay lean and to get lean. And honestly, don't even get me started on all just the nutrition misinformation out there that keeps people kind of spinning their wheels too. Um, but it's unfortunate because the world that we live in now theoretically can be kind of working against you, but that doesn't mean that it's impossible. And the beautiful part about all this is is that you get to decide what's important to you and you get to decide to decide like what your goals are and you get to follow through with you know that process or that structure if it's important enough to you. And this whole dieting thing and losing fat, like it can be pretty simple, but it's not very easy. And if it was easy, man, everybody, everybody would be able to, to go through it and do it and our weight loss success rates wouldn't be as terrible as they are right now. I feel like I'm going off on one of my typical little tangents right now, but the purpose of me making this podcast today wasn't to to show off or get a standing ovation from everyone, but I just wanted to, to paint a picture on how you can approach your next fat loss phase. And I want you to appreciate the fact that This isn't rocket science, like nor is it something that you should overcomplicate. Prep for your fat loss phase, come up with your numbers, hit those numbers 80% of the time and be patient, right? Like decide what trade-offs that you're gonna be able to make and remember that this is something that you're choosing to do. And even better news, like it's temporary if you do it right the first time. Like you shouldn't be trying to cut more than, two times per year. And honestly, like your best life probably looks like, you know, you eating a little bit more and weighing a few more pounds compared to you at your leanest self. Now, when I got at uh, my deficit this past week, it's, it's just amazing how much more appreciation I have for food and just being able to eat more freely and having more calories since, you know, and honestly, since I've been a coach kind of the past couple of years, like one of the biggest victories that I can have when working with a client is just getting them to love eating at maintenance so much that they stop looking forward to cutting or they stop looking forward to trying to lose weight because we live in a society right now that's more comfortable with restriction than we are with abundance. And that's pretty fucked up if you think about it. But a lot of people are more comfortable with the idea of restriction than they are with the idea that they're going to eat and train without actively trying to get smaller for once. And in the fitness industry, like dramatic before and after photos, for sure, they sell really well. I have some. I did a photo shoot. The photos look great. Like those are the things, honestly, that people want to see. That's what catches our eye. It's all clickbait. Honestly, transformation photos, all this stuff, like it's everywhere too. And don't get me wrong, like they're great. And honestly, I'm super proud of anyone who, you know, also pushes for this goal and they have the cool transformation photos because I I think it can be a really positive experience for, for a lot of people. But lately I've been pretty damn proud of just watching my clients get to such an amazing place at maintenance that they don't want to give that up especially you know giving that up for restriction going into a cut and honestly that's where i feel like i'm at right now like not craving more ab definition or craving more muscle gain but just being happy with where i'm at and not constantly wanting something that i don't have right now man i feel like my brain was all over the place but i think i'm just going to end the episode on that note if you're still listening to me talk right now i really appreciate you listening Hopefully you took something away from this episode. I, I really just wanted to share my cut experience, but I also I also didn't really want to glamorize this process. But if this is you and you're going into your next cut, just remember to, to keep it simple, be patient, and just appreciate the process because you learn a lot, but that's also how you build your confidence up as well. And the confidence will not come when you hit the lowest number on the scale. Promise you that. It's going to come from the person you become when you set your mind to doing something and actually follow through with that and make that commitment to yourself and make it a priority. So until next time, remember to eat with a purpose, train with attention and think with confidence as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness goals. I hope you have an amazing one today and I will see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. And if you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.